Hi, I'm Leon Milnes. Welcome to the uh, next episode of Adam Asks, a uh, remote episode of Adam Asks, a first for us. Due to the global outbreak of COVID-19, we all find ourselves in extremely strange, unique and unprecedented times. Today's podcast is therefore all about mindset and in particular, how to remain positive, how to overcome adversity and how to lead in a crisis. With that in mind, I'm hugely fortunate to have a very experienced guest in all the aforementioned, Mr. Martin Murphy. How are you doing? All right, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How's your family? You all safe, fit and healthy, I hope? Yes, we're, uh, we're, we're in the countryside, so um, it's easier um, for us. To, literally, the countryside is 20 metres away, so yeah, out and about, but uh, staying well away from people. It's good. Great stuff. So... Murph, cast your mind back nearly 12 months. You were my very first guest on our podcast when we launched we, nearly we a year were both ago. Podcast virgins, weren't we? That was <laughs> we were. I think we've done a few since then. But isn't it crazy to think how the world has been turned upside down since then? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. So I'm certain we've got loads of great stuff to talk about over the next half hour or so with lots of great advice and practical tips to share to help business leaders adapt and evolve through COVID-19. But first and foremost, let's kick off by you giving us a reminder of who you are and why you might be an authority on these topics. Okay, uh, well, I'm Martin Murphy. I, uh, I'm... Uh, I coach uh, elite teams uh, and introduce elite teams into uh, businesses and um, also help uh, business owners become business leaders uh, by developing and designing and leading these elite teams, if you like. And I got into that because, uh, if you like, my mountain of value is the fact that I've always been involved with small, high-performing teams. Uh, it started off with me running away from home, um, which, again, you know, a uh, really uh, challenging upbringing and, and sort of joined the army to um, get myself on a, on a on the straight and narrow, if you like. Um, so but I, I've had to be really reliant, um, self-reliant for a very early age because of my background. And then I joined the military, um, not one for authority, which, you, you know, you might think that's strange, joining the military. So straight away I engineered it so that I ended up in, what they call the reconnaissance platoon, which is all small teams. Um, and we're always at the, the front of it. So, you know, immediate action drills were uh, the mainstay of that kind of thing, working together in a cohesive unit and obviously reacting, responding appropriately. Um, and then later on, I trained with the SAS and thought, yes, I'd really like to do that. So later we joined the SAS. Um, and then after I thought, you know, I don't want to become institutionalized, so I left there and um, worked with airlines around the world, um, set, doing risk, uh, risk and threat assessments, that kind of thing, training teams to operate to counter terrorism and narcotic smuggling and all the other things that goes on at, on an airlines. Um, more recently wrote a book called uh, From Mercenaries to Missionaries because as I, as I evolved, um, I then, as I said, went into business coaching, uh, training, advising. And um, yeah, so I wrote a book, Mercenaries to Missionaries, um, which is all about developing and designing, leading high performing teams in a growing business. Great. Brilliant. So I think it's fair to say 
you've witnessed a lot of unexpected things happen in both your life and your career. But I guess my, my first question is, how have you seen people react to, to sudden shock and how does this affect their ability to make decisions and most importantly, I guess, make the right decisions? Okay. Um, well, to be honest, this is the kind of challenge that we're not very good at. Um, our inner monkey will still defend, react instantly to, you know, something coming straight at us. Uh, um, what we're not very good at is is problems that are arriving, um, you know, from the horizon. We think we've got plenty of time. So if you have a look at like the pandemic, we knew that something was like this was going to happen. We haven't really prepared for it. We just kind of ignored it. We're going to denial. Um, you know, we know, we've got the problems with global warming, all sorts of inequality, all these challenges in society and, and throughout the world. But we're not reacting to them really as quickly as we could do. We're not treating them with the seriousness. And so um, there wasn't a fight, flight, freeze situation with this. It was, oh, something's happening. Oh, what's happening? And this, that delay is a, is a real problem when you come to emergency situations, as you can imagine. And, um, you know, poor old Boris is, is now in, in hospital, unfortunately. And, um, you know, perhaps if he'd um, reacted and responded Early enough, perhaps he, he'd be out here leading the country and having his Churchill moments in this situation. But as it is, poor guy's he's gone down with it, um, which is, um, you know, just shows you really that um, even sort of, you know, at the strategic level, we're not really operating as well as we, sh we could do, probably. OK, cool. And what coping mechanisms have you seen people adopt to help them get through this on, on both a mental and practical level? Um, well, you mean, you mean through companies or just individuals? Um, just generally people to, to yeah. get through to get through to get through a crisis. Well, the thing is, when we go into something like this, what we tend to do is be more of who we already are. So if we talk business kind of types um you know your entrepreneur will be more entrepreneurial uh might be kind of uh tackling this situation head on and um you know jumping in taking on the challenges you, you hear about a lot of this kind of language you know it's a war let's get stuck in um uh, and then you got you know the, the the managers that will try to analyze the situation uh, more which is good you know let's find out about it so that's a, a response so some people will react straight away and tackle it head on some people will respond by analyzing uh, some people you know like the coaching kind of people will be more they'll contribute more of themselves so you know immediately what you've seen is an absolute uh brilliant response from people in the health service and all the support mm. you know this, these guys joined ladies and gentlemen join for this kind of thing and you see people yeah. coming out of retirement they're just they're over but the problem is they're over contributing perhaps giving more of themselves and actually exposing them to themselves to danger quite a lot um and and then you've got the you know the other people that will be uh you know looking for the opportunities which good you know looking for new ways of, of doing things you know um yeah so yeah that's that's what you kind of see we, we tend to be more of who we are when we're, when we're faced with something like this. And, um, yeah. you know, some of it's useful. Some of it isn't useful at this particular time. 
you know, jumping in right now, um, you should react to make sure that you're safe, but then you should respond, then regroup, and then reroute. Um, so I don't know if you, I don't know if you just answered this question actually on the, for my next question, but on a business level, or I guess any any level, um, what does good leadership in a crisis really look like, and and what are you seeing at the moment? What are you witnessing at the moment? Well, um, I'm advising uh, one of my clients, Sun IT. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of the way they've responded. Um, they did the right thing. They just reacted straight away to get their staff out, um, out the uh, building, and, and you know, set up remotely. Uh, and even at an individual level, this is a complex situation. People are complex, and so it's not one solution fits all. But they actually looked at um, sending people back home abroad, um, across yeah. the water type of thing, so that they could. You know, be with their family. So th their their response from that perspective is really good. You should really look after the people more more so than the paradigm or the ideology or whatever, because the people will be the ones that save the paradigm afterwards. So if it's a yeah. business, you know, so look after the people. They did that, and then <clears throat> um, because you're trying to increase confidence, people when people are uncertain, they start filling in the blanks. So communication is a big thing. So team communication and individual communication. Um, yeah. Get people involved in the decision-making. You know, don't try to be the font of all, you know, if you're the leader or business owner, don't try to be the font of all knowledge. Ask the team. And what that does, empowered people respond um, and, and behave in a different way. They're more co confident, proactive, helpful, feel more resilient, more optimistic. Because what you're doing by by empowering them, you're actually lowering the cortisol, which creates this anxiety, but increasing testosterone even in females, and so yeah. that gives gives them that that uh, the neurotransmitters they need to actually operate in in this kind of situation. Um, yeah, and basically you've got to develop this community identity, so that we yeah. are all in this. You've seen some of this in the news, but. Uh, fortunately, with Sun IT, we've been doing some work around this kind of stuff. And like you guys have done, you've got your compass. They're your first principles. That's what's really useful in a situation like this. Because, right, well, you go back to the compass. You know, these are our first principles. This is how we're going to make decisions. Yeah. We'll ask people to have an input. And then, right, this is what we're doing. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, it's great great to hear um, what Sun IT are doing, obviously, I know, know, know Barry and the team really well down there, but I'd, I'd say a lot of the people that I know within business and, and friends who run businesses have really stepped up to the plate from a leadership perspective and put the health and well-being of their business, sorry, of their employees in the business as their number one priority. Yeah. And then the second priority is how the, how the hell do we navigate <laughs> our way through these choppy and turbulent testing yeah. times and come out? come out a, a with a business and secondly with a business that we can, can bounce back. So that's um, that's great, great to hear. So on, on the flip side, Murph, how about bad leadership in a time of crisis? How does that, how does that manifest itself? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you should be asked me this one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay. So when you're in a situation like this, what it, as I said before, we become more of who we, we are and, um, and what you really don't want is, is you know, an ex-special forces gung-ho, influential person on on, uh, on on media saying, 
ignore all go, all expert advice. Go shaking hands. Go go out and about with people. Uh, giving it that gung ho thing uh, because they I didn't don't know who you're referring to there. Well, uh, no, but, I, you know, I might do. <laughs> um, but you know, stick to your lane, type of thing. Okay? Correct. I mean, yeah, stick to your lane, and it doesn't help. You know. Even world leaders, the ones that are just going out and going, well, I flaunt it and just dismissing it because they're so, they're so, um, they've got the priorities wrong in this. With you know, whatever business you're in, they're in the business, the people business first, and so therefore protect the people, and then the people will protect the business and bring everything back. You know, you're causing yourself a problem with that. So there's been lots of. Um, I should imagine there's been lots of uh, negative examples out there, and it's really around this thing of like not being situationally blind, if you like, uh, Michael paradigm blindness, but um, not having a real situational awareness, but then still pontificating about what people should be doing. You know, stick to your lane. Let the experts tell you what to do. It, it, I always say, you know, push the power to the front lines. You know, we haven't been hearing about managers in the NHS. We've been hearing about people on the front line, and that's what it's all about. They should be telling us what we need to be doing, you know. Um, same with you in the business yeah. situation. You, you, your uh, team, even though they're remote, could be talking to your clients. They should be telling you as business owners and, you know, uh, whoever's uh, controlling the situation, uh, what resources they need and how they need setting up and stuff like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, top-down leadership is not a good thing in this situation, really. You need to, you know, stick to your lane, find, get the expert so you can respond properly. Obviously, react straight away and get out of danger, but then respond. And then, of course, regroup, make sure everyone's okay, and then start looking. There'll be opportunities from this. You know, I, I would love yeah. to know how many people would actually prefer that some of the good changes that have happened stay like that, you know, like pollution go down and you know, stress and well-being sort of thing. What are the things that I think the government should have done straight away? And, and it, this isn't a political point. I don't agree with politics. It's false dichotomy. It's like saying right hand, left hand. They should work together all the time. But the first, thing, the first thing they should have done was like, boom, universal basic income, everyone gets paid. As soon as you do that, right, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Everyone's equal. What have they done? They've gone like top down, trickle down economics, which has never worked. Putting up barriers in front of people. Oh, you can get if you can get some money if this, and it's gone straight to the banks. Who said, "Oh, well, we'll yeah, get take out a loan." What are you paying your taxes for then? Yeah, see, yeah. I told you, don't get me. <laughs> right. Don't yeah, the to ask on that one. No, wind you. We're going to wind you, wind you back in. Yeah. Um, so. Above and beyond good, strong leaders needing to be level needing to be level headed and by thinking correctly under under the most extreme pressure during critical situations, what other traits and behaviors do the best and most effective leaders also exhibit, do you think? Um, <clears throat> yeah, good one. Hold on. Uh, so in situations like this, um, we're often used to having a command and control, um, kind of living in a command and control, and we, we kind of oh, we, we look up to these leaders. The best leaders, actually, leadership is just um, leveraging the potential. Archimedes said, give me a place strong enough, 
you know, give me a lever long enough and a play strong enough, and I'll lift the world. And your the lever is leadership, and the place to stand is humility. And yeah. so, as we said, you've got to be supportive, but also decisive. Um, you know, you've got to be thinking about the opportunities, uh, challenge the status quo, that kind of thing, and also be um, a good problem solver in, in situations like this. So, yeah. but really, you want the team to, or the team or people to be empowered. So how do you support them? Um, how do you, uh, you know, you need to show emotional resilience. When you look at it, people's individual's uh, situation, look at the whole person, not some widget that works for you, but how's this person, and make decisions like that. Uh, be supportive, um, leverage the potential that you've got within your team, uh, align them, uh, you know, if, if you're good at aligning and creating a vision so that they've got a mission and purpose, you know, immediately, yeah. right, what's our purpose? Why is this important? Why is it important to save this business? Well, you know, we've all got to live afterwards sort of thing, you know. Be radical open in the communication. So you need the, to have the courage and the vulnerability. The courage yeah. to be vulnerable so that you can say, right, you know, I'm not a font of all knowledge. How are we going to get out of this one? So, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's really important. Uh, we, as I said, we used to command and control, but it's really how do we connect, collaborate, and communicate effectively. Yeah. So you might argue then, Murph, that, it's the same as leadership when you're not in a crisis, but you're just doing lots yeah. more of it. Absolutely. You should be doing this anyway as a, you know, as leaders, you should be leveraging the potential of others. It's how high you can lift other people. That's that's the true extent, uh, true purpose of leadership. Um, engage people from the earlier, early, you know, earliest opportunity, um, align them, for, you know, towards a mission and a purpose. Uh, direct the balance of power to them, you know, as uh, so they, they become empowered, evolve, you know, the situation at the moment is emerging. So, yeah, you've got to be decisive, decisive, but you've also got to see decision making as an evolving process. And, yeah, radically open communication. Treat people like adults, you know. Yeah, brilliant. And which leads me to my next question of obviously in tough and hugely uncertain times like now, I'm, I'm a, a very strong and passionate believer that humans have got the capacity to not only adapt and evolve, but also thrive in crisis. Yeah. It'd be great if you could share some examples of how you can empower your team to help your business survive. Uh, well, I go, um, hmm. I, I go with this, this hero mindset, you know, you try and encourage not only for yourself, but in other words. And uh, here is an acronym uh, for helpful, effective, resilient, and optimistic. So try and encourage yeah. those kind of things. Promote positive behaviors in people. Uh, you know, acknowledge people when they're doing the right sort of things. But helpful, the, the, the reason why help, being helpful is really important. Um, there was... Um, an Austrian psychologist called Viktor Frankl, you may have heard of him, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. And what he found was that people in the prison camps, if they had a sense of purpose, like I'm going to get out of this and to help find my family, I'm going to get out and, sh and tell the world about this so it doesn't happen again, you've got to have a purpose outside yourself. So being helpful outside of yourself um, yeah. is why, you know, you almost stop worrying about it yourself, uh, about yourself. Because you're worried about, you know, your 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 focus is outside of yourself, so it reduces your anxiety. 
So being purpose-driven is very effective. So being helpful, uh, being effective, you know, make, as I said before, but, you know, find out what, you, what people's strengths are. Okay, how can they help in other ways? You know, it's not just what their job is, but they'll have other strengths as well. Um, everyone's adapting, even me. I've started doing webs <laughs> webinars, and, you know, a proper Luddite like me is having to evolve and be effective. Um, Good. We're all learning new skills, aren't we? We're all learning in ways that we never thought that we would have to. So we're finding, you know, we're finding ways of just bettering ourselves. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, we, we don't want to lose what we've learned on this sort of thing, you know, so be optimistic that we are going to get through this. And, uh, you know, I always say that the gold is in the grit, and the diamonds are in the dirt, you know, in, in amongst all this, there's going to be some uh, golden nuggets. And um, what we don't want to do is, to business as usual completely i think we need to evolve from this um yeah Does that answer it i think it's a great a great time for, for businesses to sit back reflect reset and have a really good think about yeah phase two recovery get through this but then phase three how are you going to reinvent yourselves and um yeah we're we're, we're definitely undertaking that process at the moment yeah i think business, business will have changed forever off the back of this yeah absolutely yeah and um that's why, you know, you should, I mean, they have a thing in the, in the military and the intelligence world where if they're trying to defend a situation, they have red team thinking, which is basically they set up another team and go, right, well, what will we do if we're on the opposite side? And it's kind of like that now. Um, yeah. At the moment, we're in the responding stage. It's emerging, so you've got to keep analysing the situation, regrouping, making sure well-being's okay. That, you know, um, as I say, like, so IT, I'm coaching a lot there, guys, to make sure that social isolation, social isolation isn't a problem. Um, but further down the line, maybe, or, or even start the process now, where's the opportunity in this? What have you learned from this? Mm. And, and start, you know, this is the uh, this is a, an overview of where it's it, where we are, and this is a kind of uh, optimal state moving forward. What's how do we get there? You know, let's look for these opportunities. Great stuff. And over the past four weeks, I think it's pretty fair to say we've all been through an absolute roller coaster of emotions. Um, I think huge, huge amounts of shock in, in, in that first week. But yeah. what do you think is the best way or, or how, how do you think is the best way to remain level headed and make good decisions when when you're in a crisis? Um, so going back to that, I, I use the four R uh, of resilience sort of thing, but it's the um, you know, once you've reacted and got people out of the way of danger <clears throat> or you've responded and, and whatever, and then you reorg, um, you, you then uh, then you, you need to respond. OK, and from that to respond, we don't always have to make decisions straight away. They're not a they're not uh, they don't have to be immediate decisions. Uh, although we might feel like that because we got wound up in the moment of reacting um, and they don't have yeah. to be definitive. OK, it should be an, it's an emergent situation. So your decision making should be evolving all the time. So yeah. suspend. I use the if in doubt saw, which is, uh, again, an acronym I use a lot. Yeah, yeah uh, I know this acronym well. You've taught us this one over the so years. The first thing to do is suspend making a decision. Um, just suspend making a decision and just observe the situation and get the right information, you know, credible information that you need. Build up your situation, awareness yeah. of the situation. Um, <clears throat> and then this is kind of like a struggle phase where you're looking at it, you know, analysing it, uh, maybe testing some ideas, 
But just then, just let go of it for a bit and go for a walk. Okay, so this is again looking at neurotransmitters. We want an andamine, which makes connections across various edges. And there'll be lots of that going on at the moment. You know, uh, someone over here in this kind of uh, um, situation or, or business will be doing something, and then someone might do something over here. So start making connections. And this, what this does, it just allow time for wisdom to percolate. Go for a walk, take, you know, Get away from it if you can. I know it's sized within the government guidelines. Go for a walk, yeah. do something, even washing the dishes or something. Do something that it's called hypotransit frontalis. You just cut off the inner, inner chatter for a bit and just do something mundane or nice or meditate or do some exercise. Yeah. And and then you will find that ideas start popping up and then then respond respond quickly you know if you wake up with a great idea have a pen and paper by your bed write this one down and then test it go out and do something about it but then immediately go into the uh, evaluation process once you get it going but yeah right. if in doubt so yeah yeah lots lots of really practical stuff there so murph um i'm looking at the future now i'm going to ask you a bit of a, a, a stargazing question that when, when we do eventually get to this crisis, you, you might not have any predictions, but what predictions might you have for the future in, I guess, in business or in life? Um, well, we, we, we need, um, you know, there's, there's five conditions that we kind of need to transform the way we are. So, um, and we tend not to to do this uh, preemptively, but first of all, we need to be disillusioned with the way the situation is at the moment, which I should imagine most people are. Um, yeah, you have to have an insight to a better world. Okay, so you know we need to be thinking right. Well, what does the future look like? And for everyone's you know who's got their own business, what's our business going to look like in the future? What would be a good thing? You know, how can we maintain some of the benefits? Um, then you need to be either inspired or motivated. Um, we didn't respond really well to this, I don't think, because we didn't respond until we felt the pain of it, because we're comfortably uncomfortable in our comfort zones, I call it. Um, what I think we need to do is be more inspired to act before the poo-poo hits the fan, as it were. Um, so at the moment, um, I'm hoping, and these are hopes, um, that we don't have such polarisation in society. Um, because, you know, we've got a, cover, a conservative government that's espousing and implementing socialist ideals type of thing. Uh, as yeah. I said before, politics is just pointless. We've got a right hand and a left hand. What's the point of putting one behind while you go in circles with this one? Get them working together. Um, I think that, um, yeah, we need to get away from the self-interested parties and, and, and the media. That's a, that's a big problem. It's not helping sometimes. Because if you can't get on to... You know, if you if you can't, depending on the what you believe, depends on where you're getting your information from. So that's something that leaders need to be uh, more aware of and uh, build up their situational awareness. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think people need, will need will see more leaders. Um, you know, leaders. I think the leaders are just ordinary people achieving extraordinary things, They're kind of leading, leading themselves and others by example into a better world for everyone and i think that's what we need to do you know it needs to be more socially just environmentally sustainable and a personally personally fulfilling place to live and work really um so yeah i think um a new style of leadership is really necessary we keep talking about it 
but it needs to go down to people. People need to understand it. Needs some leadership. Effective leadership needs to be, you know, like we're seeing now on the front lines, as we say, yeah. uh, with the NHS and stuff. So I'm hoping that more of that will happen. That's great. I guess what I'm what I'm seeing from, as I say, from other leaders that I know well is, is just try and keep calm. Um, try and give people confidence and faith during this 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 pandemic and the fear. You know. We as leaders won't have all the answers. No one's got all the answers. It's it's a, a movable feast every hour, isn't it? But be honest, things are changing. And do your best for, you know, given the constant change of circumstances and encourage support and just give give optimism really is, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's really, uh, you know, we, we, they say, don't they, that... Um, a crisis doesn't develop leaders. It just people just become aware of who the leaders are in situations like this. And yeah, uh, yeah there's. I think if you look at the way people responded, apart from you know the people dashing out and competing for toilet rolls, which is real monkey brain behaviour. Most people have been responding by collaborating, communicating, yeah. and contributing more of themselves. And that social and emotional intelligence is where we need to to focus and not have so much top-down hierarchy that's too slow to react to things like this. Yeah, no, that's great. Murph, I think we're just about rounding up. Have you got any more any more last-minute advice or practical tips, insights that you, you can maybe share, or do you think you've, you've sort of shared everything? Uh, well, I've got um, – I've written um, a thing um, – yeah, there's a PDF on the website that people are, you know can download. Maybe I'll get I'll give you the link if you like. Um, I've yeah, got a, just, just, share, just share the link now, Murph, while we're on. So if people are have got a pen and paper while they're listening, they can. Just well, if you go it. to uh, martinmurphy.coach, um, you'll see somewhere about leading teams and leading yourself through challenging times. So you can download that PDF. Brilliant. If you if you send me an email, ask at martinmurphy.coach. If you're interested, uh, I've got a digital copy that I can send out to people if they're interested of the book um, that's my contribution at the moment so if you find if you want a digital it's better getting a hard copy because you can use it like an aid memoir and make notes but if you want yeah if you fancy a digital copy there might be some stuff in there that might be helpful send me i'll ask at martinmurphy.coach and uh yeah i'll be doing a um a power meet mission power meeting process soon that'll be coming out online so uh stay tuned for that great stuff well Murph, thank you so much for not only your time, but also for all your, your amazing insights. And I'm pretty sure all our listeners will have found your advice hugely useful. And I'm sure it'll help us all navigate our, our way through these hugely turbulent and worrying times. So um, I guess it just, it, just in conclusion, wherever you are, stay safe. Please follow the local guidelines and advice. Look after yourselves and your families. And we look forward to catching up with you all when, um, hopefully, when normal life resumes. Cheers. Mm-hmm.